Come one, come all, it's this Boxing Day version of the Monkey Nut Bunch broadcast. <laughs> and I can I'm safely say that this this uh, broadcast is 100% coof free. Um, yeah, I haven't been around because I had the coof. I'll tell you one thing. It's not as bad as everyone's making it out to be. I don't even know what version I had. I don't have had the fucking Kappa Epsilon... Zy version or the fucking Unicron version. So you've been double jabbed though, haven't you? Megatron. Megatron. So, There's a Megatron, Megatron coming. I've been double jabbed. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying my jab didn't help. It's meant to help. That's all it's meant to do. It's not meant to make I've... you immune. It's meant to assist your yep. recovery and not get a better or worse and, version of it. And because and because of that, uh, the word vaccine should be dropped. Yeah, it shouldn't be a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Because it's not a vaccine. And I know that because I've got it. I was, I've spent the entire time sleeping in here. Playing Halo Infinite. Well, I completed that. <laughs> Is it any good? And I've no, it's um, Well, Cortana's been turned to <laughs> children's TV presenter. Um, it's Far Cry. It's, no, it's a Halo Far Cry. I think it's the best way of describing it. Oh, in the beginning... It seems like a rip-off of uh, Destiny 2. It literally yeah, it is like a rip-off of Destiny 2, but it's then getting thrown off a ship. You get thrown out of airlock. Yeah, you know, it, it really does. And you've got the guy, he won't fucking shut up either, is the other thing, too. So I'm, I'm really like... Worried. We're coming. Oh, can oh, you hurry up? Oh, oh can you get oh, back here? You oh, can... can... Do you know what? We'll talk, about, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about Halo Infinite later. Can, can, I, can I do it? Because there's somebody in the chat. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do oh, it? Go on, then. Hello, Dave. <laughs> I missed that, Dave. Hello, Dave. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hope you're doing fine. Um, Not seen him yet. in a long while. Yes, we haven't seen you in a long while. It's good to, to, to have you in. Anyway, got some films to talk about because there have been films released. One really popular film. One <laughs> film. And um, and then there was the last episode of The Expanse, which was awesome. Um, I think it's going to be... It's going to be good. So... So before we get into anything, can I just acknowledge your hat, please, Gareth? My hat? It's the first time I've seen a monkey nut punch hat or cap. Yes, it's a monkey nut punch hat. Yes. It's my wife got it for me for Christmas. She said, you're always wearing a hat on stream because your hair's always a bloody mess. And I'm not top lit, so it's not as bad. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good one. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about um, Spider-Man. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. He's going to get spoiled. I had it spoiled for me, but it's still bloody enjoyable, I'll be honest with you. So, Nigel, <clears throat> a choice of headphones on or headphones off for this section. Oh, that is a big choice. Do I want to be surprised? or want... Do you know what? Yeah, wave at me because I'm going to watch it in the next few days. All right, then. Okay, I'm probably oh, going to see it again in the next few days So because um, so, it was that good. Seriously, it was that good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But as a film, when you step back from it, it might not be as good as you think it is, but just having something that's fun and entertaining is a fucking novelty that doesn't try and preach any kind of politics to you. And because so, of that, it's great. From what I want to know before I go and watch the film, it's got all three Spideys in it, yeah? All three. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So... And they see each other, interact with each other. It's not like, oh, we're here, and then we're over here, yep. and they never see each other. And no, just... it's it. Yep, very much. It's literally very it, much. The, so. It's it's the three act structure goes like this. 
Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man and villains from another universe. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Spider-Men. That's it. That's how, that's, literally you can, that's how you can spot the act changes. It's because those bits change over. And it was it was done. It if was done you're really a well, fan and... of any of these three Spider-Men, you, you will come out with a big bloody smile on your face. So we watched the other day. Um, my my uh, eldest has gone and seen this film with his mates before I've managed to get down there, which you know is standard. But he came back and he he can't wait to talk about the film, and he he must have really liked it and. He was never really big into the previous ones, although he likes the Tom Holland ones. Um, and I got him to watch the first uh, Tobey Maguire film, which I really do like, because I like his mm-hmm. nerdy Peter Parker. And he's pretty good as Spider-Man. And just recently, this past few days, we watched the first um, Andrew Garfield one with the lizard the, the, man. The good, the good one of the two Andrew Garfield ones, yeah, if yeah. there is... Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah. Although he's, I didn't like his Peter Parker because he was yeah. too cool. Yes, I didn't mind his Spidey. His Spidey. I think right you will, and for the fact he relies yeah, on yeah. Tech rather I than. Will say that I will. I will no, say no, this. Nigel's got Nigel's got exactly the yeah. problem I had with the Amazing Spider-Man film. Peter Parker cool. is not cool. Yeah, no. Spider-Man because he gets to put the mask on. He pretends to be someone else, yeah. It's kind of lets it out. He's cockier. He's cockier. He's a bit like a fucking, you know, like wrestlers are when they get in the ring. Yeah. yeah? It's kind of like that, where he kind of puts on the whole thing. And that's the thing with the Peter Parker. So he's a nerd. He does have trouble talking to people. He, he does invest his time in stuff that people don't care about because Peter Parker is, you know, near genius level kind of intellect. But you, so, yeah. you have to say Andrew Garfield is the only real spider-man fan of all three of them i mean he genuinely loves spider-man and yeah, thought, yeah. do you know well you i can't... will tell you this for most people who didn't like andrew garfield have come out of this movie liking andrew garfield i've and heard this i would totally agree with it and i'm not going to spoil it for you because there is a scene that had i was crying i'm not gonna lie i was crying you can you do you know <clears throat> There are bits I like about it. Actually, um, I think there's a sweet spot with t- um, Tom playing yeah. Peter and uh, Spidey. I think he's sort of like the good halfway house between the two. He's not quite as nerdy as what Toby Maguire was, but then mm-hmm. his Spidey is better than Toby's. And then I think he's sort of better as Peter, as van andrew was uh you know yeah so i think toby uh, not toby mcguire um tom holland's spidey and peter parker is like straight down the middle I, right i the can't three. i want to make a comment but i need to reference the third film so like, you've made uh, some really good points this is, yeah this is all you've really good points but my my problem with the tom holland spider-man is that spider-man was all about consequences Everything went. For, uh, Spider-Man was pretty much a tragic character. Everything would go fucking mm. wrong for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look at uh, look at he, uh, Uncle Ben. <clears throat> it's like he told Gwen Stacy's dad, yeah, who he was, and then he gets killed by a bloody chimney stack by Doc Ock in the comics. This is. Oh, in, oh, okay. Yeah. Say so, yeah. In the, but he gets in killed. He gets one, killed he with gets the lizard by, in the other yeah. one. Yeah. So they've kind of re, re, redid that. Yeah, and then you've got the fact that Gwen Stacy then cops it. 
the fact that Aunt May is like, and she kind of knows, she doesn't know. She thinks Spider-Man's like kind of evil. She's not too keen on him doing all this stuff, that sort of bits. And, and then there's other things that, that he has, because it's always the world is always against Spider-Man. And then he has these little moments where he saves a load of people and the police and the fire brigade and the crowd are outside like fucking go, yeah, go Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Even though everything he reads in the news is Spider-Man's an asshole. Thank you, J. Jonah Jameson. And the other thing, too, is it's like J. Jonah Jameson characters, a great character, because if you watch in the Spider-Man, the, uh, the Tobey Maguire ones, J. Jonah Jameson in that is he has this bravado that you see and he comes across as an asshole. But when the chips are down, He's a really good guy. So, for example, there's a bit where the Green Goblin breaks into the Daily Bugle and asks who takes the pictures of Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. Jay Jonathan lies through his fucking teeth. Tesla goes, I don't know who takes the pictures of Spider-Man because he wants to keep Peter Parker safe. Because when the chips are down, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's had some... He Because um, Jay Jonathan has had, had a horrible fucking tragedy revolving around his wife and kid getting murdered by a man in a mask. Yeah. He isn't... He doesn't like people in masks. Yeah, he's out. He's really out for for, for them um, because that's not how he kind of sees the sees the world. And then there's another bit in the um, in the second one where Parker's like down on his luck. He's got no money or anything. Comes into the office. He asks for more money, and um, he says no. And he says no. And anyway, he goes out the thingy. And Betty Brandt or whatever her name looks to him, and he turns around and goes, "Give him the money." Yeah, and it's like dudes are good. Dude, underneath the guy's a really good guy. Yeah, the problem is, is he doesn't. Yeah, and 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 the fact they got they got was his machine there. It's going to be. It was, I need to talk the, about the film, we, Nigel. We, we need to, Nigel, oh. take off take off your headphones. <laughs> this Although is I will say this. I will say this. Yeah, I will so, say this. I, I just wanted present. to say that about the 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 three spiders. I was just wondering how they all um, I, really well. The, <laughs> I, I will say this before you take the your high five in and. They're doing the pointing thing at each other. You're smart. No, I'm smart. You know, is that they actually do do that. They yeah, do do that for a frame because I've seen it on Instagram. They do the there is there, there, there is a lot of fan service in this film, but not in a bad way. They cool. Hollywood, and... Hollywood do not subvert the expectations. They 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 pay service to the fans, and every single bit worked for me. Now I need to talk about it. So take your headphones off. Yes, we need to talk about it. I will be back shortly. You guys carry on. Right. You know All my right. biggest problem with the first right, Spider-Man stop. movie, right? Right. right hang I on have a second. to say this. Go on. Go on then. The bit where Defoe smashes the goblin mask. <laughs> the whole cinema cheered. I've never been to a cinema in Thailand where they cheer. Oh. They smash oh. the mask. <laughs> and I was like... I'm, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you. He looks like the Green Goblin without the mask. Exactly, but that's what I said to you. I've been saying this for 20 fucking years. Why did they cover up William Defoe's face? He looks like the goddamn goblin. Uh, can I can I just put some something in there? Just there's one throwaway line from Ned. I didn't realize Ned's surname was Ned Leeds. Yeah. I thought he was Genki from um Ultimate Spider-Man, but when I found out his, his surname was Leeds, I was like, Isn't that a hobgoblin? Because there's a bit where he turns around and goes, I won't tell you to turn evil and fight you. And it's like, you're Ned Leeds. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that was that was good. So let's just do let's break it into sections. Yeah. Let's just do the do the first bit where you got Spider-Man on his own and he's in his uh, everything's gone to shit before the bad guys turn for the, the multiverse bad guys turn up. 
that was probably the size bit of the film, but there's a yep. great some great setups in there. Charlie mm. Cox, that's the fucking, oh, as, as that was awesome. That made me go, Look, oh, my bro, my son I, was sitting next to me. Goes, that's Daredevil, isn't it? Because yeah, is he going to be in the film? It's just about this bit, really. I didn't know about that because I, I I I desperately tried to avoid. Um, spoilers and my wife was sitting next to me and the minute the way the camera focuses on the stick I went oh like that I knew immediately knew because I'd heard the rumor but I didn't know it was for sure and the minute you see the stick come down I was like (laughs) I got really excited Len was like what 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 (laughs) and it was like that was like yeah that's cool okay fine brilliant bring him back um and I love the bit where where he catches the thing and Peter looks at him and goes how did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> that was <coughs> one of my favorite cameras. I wish you would have turned up towards the end and helped out. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's... it was that was but that I... was good. The, the whole the whole him being discovered and whatnot. Um, you can understand how it was it was getting to him. Um, Flash Thompson. Um, Flash Thompson had a poke at the fucking DC yep. EU with his book Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yeah, talking about multiverses, and I've got a book called Flashpoint. I'm just not saying I'm not saying anything DC, but we got our film out first. <laughs> um, that was that got me. That really got me because I was just like, that was that was really entertaining because I just saw that little poke there, and then it was just trying to sort all the stuff out and 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 bits, and the bit where he goes to 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 um to Stephen Strange and he's like kind of. So you've spoken to them to see if they can they can they can change their decision. He went, no, you can do that. So you've asked me to do a catastrophic spell to brainwash the entire planet for them not to know who you are, and you haven't bothered asking if you could have a second chance. Um, <coughs> that was that that made me that made me that made me giggle. Um, Street Strange wasn't quite Stephen Strange in this. Um, it, that was probably my biggest my biggest problem is that Stephen Strange wasn't where he should have been. I think there is a reason for that. Now, you see, I was going to talk about this 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 later on. I've heard a rumor, and I think it's true. Who is directing the next Stephen Strange film? It's this guy, isn't it? Watts, or his name is? Nope. No, oh, it's Raimi. Exactly. Yeah. There's another, apparently, <coughs> Toby Maguire has filmed more than one film. Ah. I don't know what the strange, strange like thing, that. but they're, they're, they're playing on that. There is a reason okay. for that. Okay. That was, yeah. And the Wong being the Sorcerer Supreme kind of, uh, kind of defaulted to me when you left. I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Stephen Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme and just leave it at that. Again, yeah. Again, I think that's on purpose and i think we're going to see the the ramifications of that in the next movie i think he was off kilter for a reason Mm. um he hasn't got the time stone which they made a point of um he they put a they doctor strange 2 trailer at the end of this movie yes it is there there's there's a there is a big rumor that Toby Maguire is going to make a cameo in the multiverse again, which will be awesome. Um, and there's there's even a rumor that he's getting a new movie, as as in Sony is actively making other Spider-Man movies. Um, I, I think I, I, I know. I have a theory as exactly what they're going to do with Spider-Man Four, 
because of the line that was made by Electro. I think I know exactly what they're going to do in Spider-Man 4. Well, it's just um, Miles Morales. Yes, I think we're going to see Tom Holland's Spider-Man train Miles, and then the Spider-Man needs, Five and he Six needs, is going no. To he be needs to be. Miles he needs Morales. to be on his. He needs to be on his own and vulnerable for the first film, for it to work. Second film, yes, but the, the first film he I, on his own, and you need to see him struggle like fucking crazy because that's what always made that that entertaining. I I think well, I I see that I see them because Tom Holland has sort of indicated that he doesn't want to continue playing it. Um, Amy Pascal, the Sony thing, want, has already indicate, actively announced. Tom, an, Tom Holland indicated trip. that he wants more money. That's what he's indicated. Well, oh, I might not. I, oh, two billion, two billion dollars. I don't know. I don't have a film. I don't have another Spider-Man film. But based <laughs> on the, the the MCU and Peter Parker, the only problem I had in this entire movie was Peter Parker apologizing for being white. That was my only what problem. With he apologizes to Electra. Electra, when uh, Electro turns around, and goes, "Being from Queens, I would have thought you were black." Um, and Peter goes, yeah, yeah, sorry, which was, uh, you know, a lie. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see yeah. that as that, as I kind of oh. didn't meet your expectations because that's what he kind of set all the way through the thingy that I'm not meet because that, because that's that that was Garfield's one was the fact that he wasn't meeting everyone's expectations. I saw that as the fact that they made a heavy thing of a black Spider-Man comment. Um, and the fact that really, you know, Peter apologised. I mean, I've said this all along, that, 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 that actually I think they should have gone with Miles Morales right from the offset in the MCU because they had that opportunity. We'd just literally three years ago seen a Pete, uh, a, a, another Peter Parker. They could have gone with Miles Morales and it would have made perfect sense. It wouldn't have looked all, you know, woke. It would have looked like, well, they're going with a different But you character. have to remember that Sony control all the rights to Spider-Man as long as they keep making films. But I think in this, I I think Spider Man's four, five, and six are going to be. I think I know what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to allow Peter to get his um, MJ back, um, and then I think they're going to go with Miles Morales. Now you might have a Spider Man four where he gets her back, and then they do what they do in the game where you have Miles Morales kind of helping out in the background, hmm. and then it then like the game. At the end, he jumps up on the stairs, which is a great scene in the game. I love that that scene at the end of the game. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. But I mean, before we, carry on breaking the movie down because I, I want to get okay. What all right. So at the end we'll, of it, we'll just we'll move into the second part when all the villains turn up. So he does the um, what do you call it? Does the spell? It goes wrong, and then all of a sudden you get that bit where he's on the bridge and it's like something's tearing up all the cars, and then it's like oh, Doc Ock's tentacles come out, and then you're like it's Doc Ock, like he's already in the trailer, but done really well and then they get into a fight and he's like kind of you're not my peter parker blah 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 and they're like having a good old punch up and then he's rips off a bit of his suit which then infects his arms um that was that was quite good um it kind of made sense too because it was like kind of but, nanotech stuff alfred molina was brilliant i mean although yeah okay he was digitally de-aged in this but he was it was just doc ock straight away I, back into the character yeah. I love the interview with Alfred Molina where it goes, oh, it's like kind of, I was like, oh, a chance to play this character again, da, da, da. And they get to Alfred Molina goes, they offered me a shit ton of cash. <laughs> was, I love the honesty, but they offered me a shit ton of cash. But I'm a professional, so I, I you know, you give him the money, I do the part. Um, and he did. And he but did. He is, the, he is the best live action Spider-Man baddie. And seeing him back again, 
and and having that there was just so much service in this film like you know peter curing him um i mean, I, did, I did i did i did not stop smiling in this film mm. every yeah. everything all of the issues all the problems that i've had with the spider-man films over the years they fixed it <laughs> They yeah. actually fixed it. They smashed up the bloody mask, which because that has always been my biggest bet. You know, with with the facial emotions that that William Defoe has, that that it was criminal to cover up his face. Uh, that's Fucking the other thing criminal. too, right? This is the other thing too. So everyone turns around and says that oh, Andrew Garfield was the best in this film. I think William Defoe was the best in this film. There's only reason oh, you don't want to say you, the reason you don't want to say he's the best is because he was the fucking nastiest. Yeah, he was so he was so cruel. Yeah, you can't really reward him for it. But, where Andrew Garfield character was the nice one, and you kind of want to reward the nice one. But as a character standout, he, he as the Green Goblin and Norman Osborn were fantastic. It was that was the bit that got me. It was when he, he he turns up at the, the the food shelter place, and he's chatting away to Aunt May, and he's like kind of went home and my build my house doesn't exist my family doesn't exist this that the other and you kind of start feeling for him and then he turns into an asshole real asshole and it's just it's it's glorious because it's like kind of you don't trust the green goblin it's not one of the people you kind of uh you can you could stand by it, it was that was great and then it was they had the the fights where they were, were trying to get him in there the uh, flint marco's character was a bit on the weird side I found Flint Marco's character a little on the weird side because he was like he was helping and then all of a sudden he just stopped. Yeah, but he was, like, was like that in Spider-Man Three. That that and that's what made that film so disjointed. They just kind of carried over the character. I mean, he was. I don't quite understand why they brought Sandman back. I mean, you you had Toby's two big crooks. I don't quite get why they put put Sandman in there. That didn't. I, I'm not entirely sure he was necessary. Um. I, I, and uh, but again, you had to put um, the lizard in there because you had to have equal amount of Andrew Garfield's baddies, and you only had two, and you weren't going to put Paul Gambit, whatever his name is, um, in, in a man. great big me mechanical rhinoceros suit. That wasn't going to work. Um, again, I I'm pretty damn sure that that uh, uh, Jamie, what's his face, as as Electro had it that he wouldn't be blue in this movie because, again, they made a big deal of him turning non-blue and he's made a big deal of not being blue in every interview he's gone. I think in his contract, he probably had it contracted in that he's not going to be blue. I he have looked, a feeling. He looked, he looked a lot better in this one than he did. In yes. The, in the Amazing Spider-Man. It, it made sense to have him, have him, have him his natural colour. Um, it, it just made sense. I mean, that... that, that <sighs> The minute she, the minute Aunt May, so when, when he tries to get them all and then the goblin, you know, sort of changes and it all goes to shit, which we knew was going to happen. The minute May said, with great, I went, oh shit, she's going to die. <laughs> like mm. And I said it out loud. And I was like, what? I said, she's about to die. <laughs> she's like, why? How do you know? How do you know? I said, because she's just said the fucking line. <laughs> yes. And I was like, now this we ain't sense. Now I know what they're doing. Oh shit, he's going to be Spider-Man at the end of this. Um, mm. It's like I know, I know what they're going to do. They're, they're going to make him Spider-Man. This is all, all of this is built up. This has been one big fucking three-movie-long mm. origin story. Um, I, I, I don't like that. You can, I, I just, you know, it's like when they've, they've overdone Batman's origin story, and then the person next to Batman for origin story being overdone is then Spider-Man. 
So it's uh, I. Um, it was good. Her dying I, I, was emotional, though. Yeah. Um. I mean, for me, this is probably at the moment. I need to go and see it a third time to be sure. I think this is equal pegging, if not better, than Spider Man Two. I. I. I just. I. I, I, to, I, I still I'm had gonna, issues with. Go I'm gonna have to I know step you're gonna away from step away from it for a couple of months, and then I can make it because there is like a level of kind of this influence that it has, and everyone's all excited, and everyone's all talking about it, and then you have to step back to see if it is as good as you could. It feels like it. It feels like it, but I kind of like, I like kind of more the self-contained kind of stories, if you know what I mean. So I, I, I get it, but it, I don't know. It just it fixed everything for me, Gareth. It fixed all of my problems with it, and it and it made me fall in love with all three of them again. I mean, mm. you know, Tom Holland at the end of this is Spider Man. I love, I love they gave him the comic book costume at the end. The the, mm. the fact that he made his suit, I loved that. I loved to see him just swinging through the thing. I'm thinking, hang on, they're putting him street level again. So you could see him with Daredevil in the next movie because he's now yeah. a street level character again. So he could be equal pegging with it before he was iron spider-man so you know he was just so much better than 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 um daredevil was so daredevil at the end wouldn't have worked whereas in the next movie it might because we've got a friendly neighborhood spider-man and actually tom holland was amazingly good in this film i mean mm -hmm. his performance the bit i, I love the scene where he is intent on killing the goblin Right, and he no, 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 it, no, right? no, 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 no. We're still in step, step two, and they've moved okay. all the way to three. Sorry. Okay, because it's like kind of we got to the bit we're talking about all the bad guys in there. Now we need to talk about when all the Spider Men show up. Because it's oh. great. Because now Ned's got the old sling ring, <laughs> and he kind of does the thing. And it's like, look, there's Peter Parker, and then Peter Parker comes through, takes his thing off. It's Andrew Garfield, and he's like the whole oh, cinema. <laughs> Again, I've never been in a Thai cinema where there is any kind of huge emotion. They all cheered when that happened. <laughs> Even I was going, yes! I was in a I was gonna say I was in a full cinema and because it's British cinema, they were like, oh, look, Andrew Garfield. That's all we get. We didn't go, yeah, or amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, I got it. It's Andrew Garfield. <laughs> so we got it's like the person, the person oh I remember when we have a Spider-Man films, yeah. That's what we got. <laughs> the bit where, I mean, that, that whole extended scene of MJ figuring out if it's Spider-Man and then, then Ned's mum making the freaking Yeah, yeah. That it was, was comedically like, brilliant. And, and yeah, really, like, after that really cutting scene of just losing Aunt May, to have that was really well done. It was This film was very well constructed. And that was a great bit of relief. In, in what was a very emotional scene, actually. Because a lot yeah. of people didn't see that coming. I didn't until that line. I didn't see mm. it coming. I just didn't see them killing off May and making her the Uncle Ben character. And the fact see, that they fucking did it. That's the, my problem with the previous two Spider-Men. There are no real consequences I get it. in it. And this I one thought had consequences it was, in it. I thought it would be that, 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 that Tony Stark would be that character. And to a certain extent, he is in the second film, but not really. Um, this had as you said consequences and we need we need to move on so I can discuss the third act. So okay, um, all right. but so <clears throat> yeah so yeah we've got the the, the Spider-Man turn up one of my favorite lines in this is when Ned turns around and goes goes Peter and all three of them look up and he goes Peter Parker and he goes we're all called Peter Parker <laughs> I just that gave me a really big chuckle in the cinema. 
Um, and then it was the bit with having the, the talking about the web fluid. So like, oh, I need to top up my web fluid. Yeah, I get the web jams and stuff. Like that. And, and Toby's like, <laughs> it's like, how do you do that? It's just in, in my wrist. It's like like breathing. It just just happens. And I'm like, and then they're like, oh, oh, it's like snot. <laughs> and Garfield goes disgusting like that when he when he tears it I off. Like, oh, uh, um, me <laughs> Um, um, that, yeah, that was that, that was a very good. But that was good. I, I, I think when when Toby turns up again, it was just like, okay, he does look older. He definitely looks older, but he was still. He nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed. Mm. There was still the Peter Parker that Nigel loves there, but there was this older, wiser. He he came back to the part, and somehow. He did what that Peter did in in Into the Spider Verse. He was the Peter in the Into the Spider Verse, a, 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 a bit less sort of like disillusioned than 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 that that Peter. But I don't know. I just he he managed to return to that part and somehow be older and wiser. And yeah. okay, he is older and wiser, but he he managed to put that into the part, and that totally worked for me. Just totally worked. And the minute. Because he didn't look like he had the Spider-Man. I was like, he's going to suit up. And then he goes, have you got your suit? And then for the first time he does that, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got the suit. Yeah, he's got the suit. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's get to the fight on the Statue of Liberty then. So everything's gone to everything's gone to shit. They're all converging what? on the Statue of Liberty. They put fucking Captain America's shield on Statue of Liberty, which even I'm like, what? what? The first, the first thing about that is, you know, the scene where they're all jumping off the scaffolding, and everybody who said that scene in the trailer, they've they've digitally removed the other two Spider-Man. Yes. Bang on, they had. <laughs> Bang yeah. on. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, that whole fight, the fact that it starts off with them being very uncoordinated, and then they, they like Peter one, Peter two, Peter three, um, and then they all coordinate up and basically kick the shit out of them all. But it's 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 Toby Maguire. I, I, I suppose before we get to the Spider-Man fight, you have that really emotional talk on the, on the school roof, and Andrew Garfield goes, "I stop pulling my punches," and and you see again. This is why I like a Garfield's Spider-Man. That was real emotion up there. That wasn't him acting. Mm. That was real emotion. That was him saying to Sony, I am fucked off with you after the last Spider-Man film. And it all came out there because we know that he had quite a lot. He had a massive falling out with Sony after mm. Spider-Man 2. And it was public. And we know that. He put it all in there. And, oh, I was crying. I was crying like a little bitch. I'm not going to lie. That was, yeah, that was good. And then they, they, they put all their stuff together and it was like kind of I've already cured the lizard. So that's taken care of. And I've been thinking about how to fix Norman for years, etc. Um, that then they got as I said, got to such a little bit, he started fighting, and um, that was quite good. And then Stephen Strange then turns up after Ned opens up a, a portal, and then you have the, the the Mary Jane falling off the, the top. I again, we doom. said that we called that last week, we said it was going to be Garfield that saved her. I can't remember which one of us said it, but I know that we 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 said when we saw that scene in the trailer, we went, That isn't going to be. Peter, that's going to be Garfield's Peter saving it. Yeah, and it was, and again, redemption, right? And then, yeah. and then you have Peter, uh, you know, Tom Holland's Peter beat the shit out of the goblin, and the other Peter comes in and stops him doing it, 
after and he gets his redemption. No, 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 hang on, hang on, no, no. So you fucking missold that whole scene there. Why? Because God, no, you have. You've completely missold that scene. You have absolutely done that scene a complete disservice. Yeah, because the goblin's fucking winding him up all throughout that fight. And yeah. he gets to the end, yeah, and it's just he's reminded of the fact that he killed Watsamush. So he he is all of a sudden that Peter Parker now isn't pulling his fucking punches. And it's funny because the the, the formula that turns the thing into the Green Goblin is the super soldier formula responsible for Captain the for Captain mm. America. Yeah, because it brings out that bit that brings out that bit in you. And he's beating him and he's properly fucking hammering him and then he decides he's gonna kill him. And that's a very that's a very Spider-Man thing, yeah. Because believe it or not, Spider-Man does get annoyed to the point there. He does want to kill people, yeah. And he picks up the glider, and that's when. But you kind of miss the whole kind of build-up to that because that was just the bit where that was the emotional power. That fight there meant more than all the bloody special effects put together because it was more yeah. emotional. There was a consequence yeah. to it, yeah? yeah. And without those consequences, that fight doesn't work, yeah. And that's I quite agree important. with you, but it, I think that the fact that Tom, uh, the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man stops him, is significant because again, it's yeah, that's I know, where but you've you missed out the whole point of how they got there, which was the right. the journey there was him, and it doesn't work because all of a sudden it's like boom, 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 boom. oh, he stops yeah. him, yeah. If there's no emotional connection or anything behind it, oh, there was. I mean, Tom, that that Tom, the that the acting <clears> in that scene and Tom Holland sold it completely. All um, right. We I think what we need to do now is we need to kind of wrap up because I've just been sitting there quietly for, for a bit. So let's just talk about the, 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 the very last scene of the film with Venom. <laughs> ah, I knew they were I knew they were going because I saw Venom too recently. I saw it recently and I quite enjoyed it. Um, um and when I saw the because you didn't tell me about the scene at the end. Thank you for that, by the way. That was a nice surprise. Um and, and seeing that, I thought he'd been snapped. Because I thought, okay, he is in the MCU, and he'd been snapped, and that explained him um, being in, in you know, reappearing in that room, and the room all, all changing around. What I didn't realize was he had been dragged from another universe, and there was no five-year time jump. But what they've done is they've left behind not Danny Rojas for starters, right? In the yes, bar. Danny Rojas was in there. <laughs> Yeah, I, barman. I was looking at his face and going, I know you. It was driving me fucking wild until I got outside. No, 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 no. Danny Rojas. <laughs> yeah, Danny Rojas. Um, and uh, yeah, leaving behind that little bit of symbiote, I was like, oh, okay, now nah, right, I can see where we're going now. So yeah, it was, that was cool. It was just some of the things. So there's a guy who's big and green and gets angry. You call him the Hulk, and it's like kind of a new thought lethal protector just shit name. <laughs> it was like it was that was great. Okay, we've got a couple of questions from, from Bill for and uh, we'll go from there. So uh quick one he says that uh, my favorite is Andrew Garfield because he was tall and slim and fit the uh, fit the role. No, I don't think it did Peter Parker very well. Uh, Spider-Man, I... yes. Uh should the Oscars nominate Spider-Man for best picture? No, because it's full of white people. And they don't want white people winning Oscars anymore. If you if you didn't get that one, um, and <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with them. They want fucking nuts. Will Spider Man make over two billion dollars? I think, I think it, if if it doesn't, it's going to fall very slightly short. It's going to be so close. I, considering, I think it would have made over a billion dollars if we didn't have the coup already. The fact that it's done six hundred and fifty in less than a week. In the middle of a global pandemic, do you know it's a billion dollars worldwide? Do you know it's a billion dollars worldwide? 
No, it's six hundred and fifty. Is it no, a billion, it's a billion now? dollars worldwide as of this morning? With with this open weekend, because we've hit the opening weekend here in Asia. Okay, yeah. it could do, but it hasn't even been released in China yet, mate. I don't know because and I they're allowed to release that... it in China because. Big... Yes, I know, but the. We know that restrictions are going to come without going in down the plate. We know that restrictions are coming in, so we don't know if they're going to shut the cinemas. In theory, it damn well deserves to make two billion dollars. It deserves to be Marvel's probably for me. I think this is near enough my favorite Marvel movie, certainly my most favorite Marvel movie in a very long while. Um, I uh, it deserves to be, it deserves it, whether it will do it. I don't think it. If it doesn't do it, I'll be down to the coof and nothing else. Because okay. there's people like me that I'm going to go back and watch it a third time. I fucking love this film. Yeah, it just puts a massive miss. smile on my face. Uh, was Spider-Man No Way Home better than the Spider-Verse movie? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yep, it was. I like the Spider-Verse yeah. movie. It was a good movie. I like the way they used the characters and, and stuff in there, and it worked really well. But there was just a, just more kind of was in this one uh, but then again this Fan could service. that could have been that could have been um the soul spider-verse movie could have been like a like a how can i put it like a preparation to to do that anyway we talked is, about something there is rumors of 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 them sony is interested in making other spider-man movie and we don't know which spider-man is in the Mor- morbius movie um yet it could be that it's it looks in like Tom Holland's spider-man it, it could like be Tom, Tom Holland's Holland Spider Man, but we, we, we don't know because there's room him in the background. Every three of them, all three of them have indicated. I mean, Tom Holland is umming and ahhing, but the other two have very much shown interest in, in, in playing Spider Man again. And things seem to be rosy between Andrew Garfield, maybe because he got his closure in this movie. But the fact that the reactions to him has been great. And by one, one more thing, I loved how they used all of their theme tunes, but did you notice they used the theme tune for Andrew Garfield from the first movie? Because one of my biggest bugbears was they changed the damn theme in the second movie and the music in the second movie was shit. That's why it failed. Shit music. Nothing else. But shit. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's wave at Nigel now and we'll talk about the matrix. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, finally, after sitting here for 30 minutes without having to say a word. So it was a really shit movie. Ni- oh, sorry, Nigel. <laughs> okay. So The Matrix, the made for TV movie, The Matrix Resuscitation. Um, yes, it's a film. Right. A friend of ours called um, Bapster texted me because you seen the Matrix film. And I went, no, but I'm actually I've, I've booked tickets to go and see it at eleven o'clock, so I'll um I'll get back to you. And my reply to him was, "Well, that was a film. Um, it's it's terrible. It is it's it's, uh, it, it's I fell I almost fell asleep three times in that film. Um, I spent the first forty minutes. I was talking to Nigel about this last week. The, it, it drags at the beginning. The first problem I have is. I, I got to the point where I was getting, I'm fed up with this. What is this? What are they doing? This is what the fuck. And it wasn't a good what the fuck. It was, they, I think it was when they had a go at Warner Brothers Studios. And that felt like, okay, that's a reason. That That's there for a reason. That is the Wachowski, whatever her name is, hit, um, having a go at Warner Brothers. Brothers. And it was there. Not, and not it, was there it was there for a reason. Um, that was my first 
issue with it. There are there are little things in it I liked, right? And there are things that could have been that could have made this movie so much more interesting. First off, why the fuck did you bring back Mrs. Will Smith? She cannot act for shit. Had they made that character Morpheus, if they made that old Morpheus, Morpheus, that would have been interesting. That would him turning into wanting to to protect Iowa Look, and not everyone. Everyone knows that Jada Pinkett Smith's not got much work on a moment, yeah, and you can get That's a day's filming for about five hundred quid, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they probably that was probably a day's worth of filming there, and they probably gave her five hundred quid. Um, it's right. So. Yeah, I, I, you're right. There's a lot of bits in this movie that's just absolutely pointless. Um, one, I think that despite being transgender and whatnot, I think that Lana Wachowski believes that there's only two genders, hence the name of the, hence the, name of the game that they're working on, Binary. Um, <laughs> I think that that was like a fucking million genders my ass. Um, I think that that was a, a subtle poke at, at, at that. Um I think there's a lot of. I think it's one of those films that you can go. You'll if you get and go back and watch, you'll find lots of little things in there. The Agent Smith character was shit. Yes. Yeah. He did. What? Why could you not get Hugo Weaving in, even for a fucking voiceover? Hmm. Yeah. If you turn away from the character and you heard Hugo Weaving's voice, and then you turn back at the character, that would have given it a bit more gravitas. Dude, he was so shit. And then he just turns up at the end. He's like, I'm going to shoot the bad guy for you. Bang, bang. I'm off. Bye. Okay. Swarm mode. Yeah. The one interesting thing about the film makes no fucking sense. All right. So I'm not I'm not talking about any structure because it's just, it's just going to be a fucking incoherent train of thought. So swarm mode is the system can hijack all the people attached to it and then they can then kill or, or destroy whatever problem there is. Yeah. Okay. Now. The machines have stated that they didn't have enough humans to keep everything powered up when they had their peace treaty. And that's one of the reasons the machines then turned around and attacked each other and, and, and did the shit that they did and recreated the Matrix. Okay, we get that. So swarm mode, you can lose thousands and thousands of units or batteries or whatever you want to call them at a time. Do they lose them, but do they just take over them? Because no, when agents died. took over they people, died. they hijacked them. They didn't, And they died. And that's why they were limited to having only three agents. Yeah, because the three agents couldn't do that much damage. Was that a line in the film? I don't remember that. I don't remember. What do you mean? When it hijacks them, I I, I, I thought... It, of course it... they die. Hmm. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. That no, when the, with the swarm... Ah, when they're dying. Uh, well, you kill them you if, no, you no, no. Shoot, if you perforate no, them. I'm being stupid because I'm thinking when the agent takes over them, if the agent then doesn't take it, you know, leaves them, they don't die. It's when yeah, they, they don't but, die. It's when they, if they, but when them, they're jumping out of they, buildings. And, yes. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what was the... What? Okay, it was interesting, yeah. Uh, the other thing too, yeah. Neo never held a gun. It was just all this time it was like kind of... It's like, you could have given him a gun. The problem is everyone had gone, this John Wick. Because all he was doing is this. Um, he was doing that all the way through the film. And it was just like, this is fucking Neo. It's like, and, and then the, the, the blue pill and the can't get it up joke that was in there. It takes the blue pill, he can't fly. I can't get it up. Yeah. 
Right, hang on a second. Let me just just because we talked. I talked about it before we started. Yeah, the most of the bit in the in, in the cinema that made me laugh the hardest, and I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke, is when Morpheus comes out of a fucking toilet stall like a turd goblin in an orange suit and goes, "Here you go, red pill, blue, blue pill." No context or anything. Red pill, blue pill. Come on. Who the fuck are you? We've come out of the toilet. You've come out of the toilet like some animated turd. Yeah, don't, don't. I'm not taking anything from you. There's a chance you'll bugger me. Yeah. Um, and then that was that. Uh, then there's there's Jessica Henwick, who I know you like. It's not that I like. I don't Bug. think she's as bad as you make out she is. I thought she was okay in this. Um, the thing her character me wasn't is, particularly. Is she's a local girl. Yeah, yeah. She's a local girl. She's from around that. this area, and I'm just I like, because I heard a voice, and I was like, so is Tom. So is Tom Holland, and so is yes, so is Tom Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yes, we've had this conversation, <laughs> Guildford and Kingston, respectively. Um, she's in, uh, somewhere in North Surrey. I can't remember where this Henwick's from, um, but again, because I listened to her accent, I went, "That's a pretty good accent for an American," and I was like, "She's not American." <laughs> I just literally put in front of me. She ain't fucking American, is she? And he's like, no, no, because it sounds like my regional accent. That's why. Um, but uh, Bugs, she wasn't as irritating as I thought she'd be. Um, the crew, the crew. Remember the crew, of the Nebuchadnezzar. You had uh, Mouse, Switch, A Park, yeah, yeah uh, um, Dozer, Tank, all those people. Yeah, they all had proper names, and these people are dude from Stargate Universe and Perk well, Girl I with really shit hair. The, but those two were both in um, Sense8. Were both of them in Sense8? I know yes. the dude was in, from Sense8, but I didn't know... She was. The weird hair was. one was the was this Spanish one that hanging around with the two gay guys. Oh, okay. All right. So, Fair yeah, I, I made that connection. I went, hang on, it's off the fucking cast of Sense8. I um, can't... I was just yeah. like... But I didn't know who they were. Yeah, there was like... They spent no, all this time... They spent like a fucking hour and they could have spent 10 minutes setting these characters up and then they didn't even bother killing any of them. The, That's the bit that got me. It's like I could have killed some of them and... You know. What annoys me about this film is it could have been so much better. Had no, they written it. I, I, no, I think you could have been. I think you... I think... The, right. The, the only way you can right, hang, right. The only way you can do another Matrix film, yeah, is to go back to another version of the Matrix, without Neo and Trinity. Yeah, go back to see the the, the one that did the Animatrix. We had the future Japan where you're getting chased around by yeah. werewolves. Do yeah. that. Yeah, you can have that as the Matrix because that would be really interesting. Because all of a sudden you think you're watching a like samurai film, and then it's like kind of it touches a tree or something, and then out into the real world. And you're like, fuck, what happened there? You know that would have been. I, I don't know. You could have explored bringing back Neo and Trinity, but I think there's just so many things here that you could have done that would have made it interesting. As I said, replacing having more Morpheus as as the leader of Io, an old Morpheus who's become a bit sort of jaded. like you know jaded and 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 wanted to keep safe rather than fighting the machines. That would have been interesting. Having him lock up Neo like that would have been a far more interesting dynamic in the movie. That would have made me gone, okay, this has got interesting, right? Um, you could have had 20 minutes of what the fuck bullshit at the beginning, then got into the movie and gone, okay, right? Not 40 fucking minutes of it, me going, okay, is this taking the piss? Because, I mean, there are several top points where they take the piss out of the other movies. 
saying how bad they were. It was so meta. And they were so hell-bent on being meta that it, it, it got silly. Um, and, you know, they knew the other two movies were shit and they decided to take the piss out of that fact, which mm. to me was, why do you do that? Why, you know, it, it, that didn't work. That annoyed me, actually. But when we got into the real machine world and the fact that the machines ended up having a civil war, again, that was an interesting concept. And having machines fall on the side of, of, the, of the humans was an interesting concept. Uh, and watching people interact with some machines in IO, again, was an interesting... There were so many things in this that could have been interesting and explored. I didn't like a depowered Neo. I didn't like Damp Squid Neo and the whole Trinity being the key to everything bullshit because that's what it was. Um, and Trinity flying and saving Neo again. You know, that was that was typical Hollywood bullshit. That was depowering a man I, to I, elevate I, a woman. I, 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 see, I think it kind of gave a weird message and the message is that men and women need each other. Um, that's kind of. The I hope that's what it is, but that's didn't again because I'm so if, scarred if it, by Hollywood. Right, hang on a second. If if it is as uh, as if it is them taking the piss out of fucking Warner Brothers and whatnot for wanting uh, another film or whatever, then that probably is the message. Yeah, because they said they said that it was written after the Wachowskis' parents died. Yeah. So that could have that could be the message. I don't know. I, I'm 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 leaning on this as a troll. I think this is a fucking troll. I think this is. I think that there's enough in there. I think if you go back and watch the film and you pause it, you're going to find lots of little trolly bits where they're taking taking the piss out of the the people who like it. Again, you had that meeting where they were talking about what makes the Matrix. Yeah, and that that felt really. Trolley again, Neil Patrick Harris's character. If that was Hugo Weaving, would I feel different? Yes, I would. Yeah, that would have been so much fucking better if it was Hugo Weaving. If it would have been another actor, let's think of another actor. It was fucking Brian Blessed. Yeah, actually, (laughs) that would have been awesome. Could you just imagine that? Neo's alive, (laughs) liquid ass. Um, yeah, so it, it, I, I, I don't know because the Neil Patrick Harris character, I don't think he had any real fucking meat to the character, if that made any sense. No, he's meant to be the new for me. For me, I can summarize this as follows yeah, a man has an argument with his therapist in a coffee shop. That's the Matrix. He literally has an argument with his, that's all it is. You can literally compress it down to that. And I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. It it, it 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 was right. It, no, it just wasn't good. But the thing was, it, it was irritatingly not good because it could have been. That there, there, there were concepts in there that could have made it a very interesting thing indeed, and and made it an, you know. To me, the the, the the second the two other Matrix films, there are there are great moments in those films, but they are as films not good. Um, and The Matrix has all, is, is a very important film in my life in, in many ways. And I watched that film many, many times over. And it is a really, really thought-provoking, mind-bending piece of cinema that, 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 that did a lot. 
And 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 at the minute that 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 that, that sort of green Warner Brothers logo came off, and you got the music, and you zoom in, I did get like this this, this nostalgia, and it's like Jesus Christ, it was twenty odd years ago that me and my mate Gaz were sitting in a fucking cinema watching this film. Um, and I remember the thoughts I had then, and I think that's why I got so annoyed because they, it's almost like they were taking the piss out of me for liking that film, right? Mm. In 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 the first forty minutes, and it's like, no, I loved that film. I love the Animatrix because the Animatrix expanded on that world and made had some very interesting things. And this movie could have done that like the other two didn't, right? That's the annoying thing. It could have done it, but they fucked it up. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm casting Mrs. Will Smith. <laughs> that annoyed me. Okay. I'm not going to break my microphone, but that annoyed me. <laughs> yes, my dad laughed at that. He said he watched he watched the podcast and he goes he goes is, is it true that, that, that Keith blew his mic out while yelling at <laughs> yes it was bring it up that fucking it. book um, <laughs> didn't realize he'd done it until until then and my dad was like kind oh, of what a what a pleb um, <laughs> um, okay so right, out of ten right so we talked about Spider Man out of ten I would probably give it. I give it an eight, bordering on nine. I have to wait until all the kind of hype has died down to make sure I've, I've, I've got the right feelings. But at the moment, it'll probably be a nine. Yeah, for, for Spider Man. What would you say? Nine's at the You know what? I'm, I gonna use... I'm, gonna, I'm giving it 10 out of 10. I fucking love it. Give it 10 out of 10. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I, it, it, look, for me, look, I get why you're giving it an eight or a nine. I get it complete and I respect it. I'm not going to argue it. For me, it was 10 out of 10 because it fixed everything that I had wrong with the other movies. Um, and I don't know. I just can't. It has put a smile on my face like no movie has done for a very long while. Um, and for that alone, I, you know, 10 out of 10. I, you know, it's just, it, it was it was the perfect beginning to a really lovely little Christmas. And mm. genuinely, I came out of that cinema buzzing. Having watched that film, it was an emotional roller coaster, and I was buzzing, and I was just like, "This is why I'm a Spider-Man fan. I love this character, and they did that character justice in this film, um, like yeah. they haven't done." And the possibilities of where that's going to go is really good. Um, and I love the ending. The ending, I love seeing that 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 you know, because again. I, I became a Spider-Man fan because of the comics, and there is a lovely little nod to the comic fans. Hmm. So, yes. So my brother's changing his mind on the score as we speak. As I said, I'm going to wait just to step back from it to make sure I've got kind of my head screwed on, so I've got a, a correct. I agree with Duncan. It, it did. It made all of them <clears throat> better. It fixed. Yeah, but all that's the problems. that might be the problem with it is that it's dependent on the other films. To take it apart as just a singular bit on its own, but Tom Holland's performance in this movie is just awesome, and he and he has a, you know, there are people that argued that he didn't have the right to be Spider Man at the end of this film. He is Spider Man. Oh yeah, now, now he some is people have said some people have said he now he's done some sacrificing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, can we talk about the Expanse now? Yes, can you can you right? You made a comment um, to me on WhatsApp the other day that there's a twist at the end. What's the twist? Because I didn't quite get what you meant. They have a Laconian battleship, ah, not a Martian right. battleship, a Laconian proto yes, I altered 
battleship, which I'm yeah, sure they don't have in the book. Which they're kind of if they're doing it right, it's because they want to set up the next three the next three seasons, which are not going to happen for another ten years. So you get to the end of the, the thingy, and Marco Naros, after having the Pella decked for all intents and purposes, not destroyed, but fucked. Um, do you want to hear something funny about the Pella? Go on. Do you want to tell you something funny about the Pella? The Pella was the original design for the Rossinanti. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a great thing from, I can't, something, yeah, you know, shipyards or something on um, YouTube where they're talking to the designer and he's going through all the designs and they were stuck between the current Rossinanti one and the Pella. Which they wanted and they picked the current Russian anti one. Um, it was great the way they, they it was it was kicking the shit out of the them at a distance. Okay, this episode carried the story on a bit, but Gareth, this doesn't feel like a six episode season. It, it just doesn't. They, I, I, I'm just scared that they're going to rush it at the end because it, it's okay. Right? At a pace you, can you recall what happens in the books? I roughly know what happens. I'm, I'm going recall through what, them again. Go recall what, what happens in the book for Babylon Ashes, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, on the grand scheme, stuff plot-wise, more character stuff happens in the books than it does plot-wise. So the, the big things are uh, Marcus Inara starts fucking over the belt, which he's already done. He did it with Palace yeah. Station, though. He didn't do it with Ceres. Uh, and then he did it with Ceres Station, but they've just done it, so he's just done it with Ceres Station. So he then turns the belt against them. So the, the pirate fleet which were Ashford's lot, then go against Marcos. So then he gets, gets separated that way. And the Dutchman thing, uh, she put, put um, Naomi on fixing that problem, which she does, because she figures out if enough mass at, enough, at a certain time goes through the rings, something gets eaten, um, which is fantastic, because um, when we, we reach that conclusion. Um, and then the fact that they have had an encounter with Marcos. But I think, in the, if I remember correctly in the story, the Martians are following the Rosinanti. So when they get attacked by the Free Navy, which wasn't, um, didn't have um, Marcos at the time chasing them, so they changed that around. Um, they get they get the Martians turn up and help them out because the, they saved the Martian Prime Minister, which they cut out from the previous one because of Alex, um, which which was annoying. So they had like that, that 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 whole thing. I think they can wrap it up. I think that's fine. I think it's gonna it's it's gonna work out because um, you have to remember you kind of see it from like last season to this season. Um, and it's had some get, great action in there. Yeah, okay. Marcus got his nose blooded in this, but it's not enough. You you need. I mean, I I'm 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 not going to get annoyed, I'm, but I'm going to mention Joffrey's death in Game of Thrones. That was built up, right? We knew mm -hmm. it was going to happen, but they get they teased that for a few episodes, and they they built that. <laughs> they 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 beautifully constructed that. To the point where he does get it, it's unbelievably satisfying. But you had it wasn't rushed, right? Right now, Marcus is still very powerful. He has to have his downfall. He has you have to see him hurt before he mm -hmm. dies. Because no, you've already seen him hurt this. You've seen nah, him not hurt really, this not really. Oh his no, 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 no! There. He knew he was no, fucked. Yeah, but he's still walking he around. Fucking fucked. Everyone knew that. Nah, you got wrong. one. He got that one moment where where you think, but you knew he wasn't going to die because you saw what's his face do that, and you knew that um, uh, what's his face would chicken out. So and he did. Um, but he knew, and and after that, he was walking around like Johnny Big Bollocks again. Right? He has to not be. He has to have that 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 disgrace before he gets eaten. Right?
No, so, no. Um, he's going to have a bit where he thinks he's unstoppable when he gets hold of this. This I don't know if he's going to be a gathering storm or something along those lines, which is one of the Laconian destroyers. He gets hold of one of these Laconian destroyers, yeah? And that's the bit where he he thinks he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah? And that's when they're going to get him. And that's when you're going to find... He's going to get it in the worst possible way. You know? Go mm. too fast into, into the room and the room eats you. And it's literally going to find out what that means. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah? I, I hope think... so. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. I, I've really enjoyed this season. I've liked the story on the Konya. I think they've done that well. Um... Uh, I genuinely enjoyed this episode. I love Bobby coming in and sort of jumping on the weapon station and really fucking giving Marcus a bloody nose. Mm. That was that was quite good. Um, I liked uh, the son standing up to him mm. um, and saying, no, that was you being a dickhead, basically, which it was. Um, and I, I liked the, the sowing the seeds there. Um, it's look don't get me wrong this season is is back to being top quality expanse again um not enough uh adversarial going fuck 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 i need more adversarial swear she feels like do. the thing is she so feels she, like she knows what she's doing she when she talks about stuff you feel that she knows what she's doing and she's got it all in hand and it's a case of i think she's going to win us the war that's that's the way she comes across so i think that's 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 good I liked her sort of tip off of the the journalist, you know, um, when when she says when when the journalist is gone, she's doing watch her, um, and that mm. was good. Um, no, I've, I I look, don't get me wrong, I really did enjoy it. Um, it, it it was very good. I just I want more of it. It I I just don't think it has the pace of a six season. At the moment, now look. By the fourth episode, it might speed things up, and things were beginning to speed. What up are you? But the thing is, Keith, you've read, if you read the books, what are you expecting to happen? I don't know. I, I, I just I, there, there seems to be quite a lot of bows that need to be tied up, and and I suppose what, what it, bows it, that need to be tied up? Like, Tell me. Well, you knowing that this is going to be the final season, or could be the final. No, season. No, 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 not that. What bows need to be tied up? We we know I know we know that the going Dutchman bow is going to get tied up towards the end. Yeah. Marcus well, you've got Maris the, the buildings or something on Laconia, and we haven't we we've barely seen it. So you know, are they going to tie up the whole Laconia story or not? No, they're um, not. That's that's the th well, three other books as that. So don't don't expect that to happen in this one. But they that's they not, haven't said they, it's coming back. They've said this is the final season. So on Amazon, you know. and they've done that specifically. It's the final season on Amazon. Yeah. So it's it's I I think they can tie it all up. The only thing they've got to do is they've got to have a massive fucking fleet battle between the free navy and the inners, and then the 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 the, 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 the what's it we've got to tie. Yeah, that's do, one do, thing. Do you know? Do you know the, the midway through season three, you had that that first five or six episodes right and it was this build-up to that that mid-season episode in uh, that was just all epic the end of book yeah two. but you had a four to five episode build-up to that right this feels still like we're in like episode one of that that kind of epic build-up i don't i don't i don't think you're understanding what's going on Keith. it's not that i don't understand what's going on it's the fact Thank that you. it doesn't I don't. It doesn't feel like they're moving at a pace where they're going to tie things up. In a that's what it, it just feels slow, right? I'm not. That's not a criticism. If this was mm. a ten-episode season, 
it would absolutely make sense. The pace of it. It's the pace of it. I Watching think Game of Thrones. Right. I know. Don't compare I, it. Don't compare it to Game of Thrones. No, but this I'm going somewhere. comparing. Those books I'm comparing, are finished. I'm comparing it. I'm not comparing the ending. I'm comparing how they did things. Each season of The Expanse has been ten episodes. Right. We've had ten episode seasons, with the exception of season three, where you finished one book and took on another book. Right. Thanks. And it did feel kind of odd that that break in the season where you had this epic first half of the season, then quite a few slow episodes to the build-up of... They basically did a book in half a season, right? Um, here, the pace... Mm -hmm. Which worked. It doesn't feel frantic enough to the fact that we've only got three episodes left. It feels like they are stretching things out a bit. That's what it feels like. It feels like we're not going to see... It feels like a 10-episode season. I don't know how else to explain it to you. It's not that I don't understand. It's the pace of it. It just right. it, it, I, it's moving ask, at a, a steady right. pace. Hold on, hold on. Is it because this is filmed under Koof restrictions? Is it because of that? I is think it, it is. That's the feeling you're getting from it. Because I feels think it a bit, is, and I feel it feels a bit I more that... isolated from each other than it would normally. You don't, I don't know. The, the I just, world doesn't I, I just worry that we're going to get to the final episode and they're going to try and tie everything up in forty-four minutes. You know, it's suddenly going to go like it's going to go from this pace to a really quick pace in the last episode. Does that make sense? It feels like they're going to suddenly speed it up and try and tie off everything. It feels like what happened at the end of Lost in Space, where the Koof effect, because you know that Lost in Space season three was a 10 season episode that they cut to eight episodes and they had to kind of fucking tie things up. And I'm worried that they're going to do the same, that the same thing is happening here. That this part of the season that we're watching now was intended to be a 10 episode season, right? And that's why the pace feels like it does right now. And then all of a sudden, we're going to tie up all the things because that's what happened in Lost in Space. If I can criticize Lost in Space season three, those final two episodes are rushed. That, that whole, the whole thing, I think there was a four episode arc on, on, um, 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 Alpha Centauri that they condensed into two, okay, because of All the right. coof, and that's I, that's I, what I'm worried about. I I think it's it's going roughly the same pace. As I hope you're right, but that's I think the what feeling you're feeling is is the coof effect. Maybe, maybe. yeah, where you're you've maybe. not got it doesn't feel as big as it should do. That fucking that series set is fantastic, which I then blew up this week. Um, I love the way that the, you had the the UN guy and the belter guy and the UN guy's trying to be nice and the sorry the Martian fella and the Martian fella's been an arsehole and he's like no he's trying to be friendly here you know and he's trying to talk to him in belter and whatnot. I think it's I, we'll wait we'll wait I think it's going to stick the landing I think that it's one of those things like it's going to be fine it's going to be fine don't worry it's going to be fingers fine. crossed fingers crossed um I mean that, right. that I was what yeah go on no, no, you go. Keep going, keep going. No, it's just, I, 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 I'm, I, I am enjoying it. I am loving it, and it is back to the quality it was, you know, before four episodes of knowing me on a ship. Crap. Um, mm. So that um, I don't think that I don't think that had anything to do with scripting or anything. I think that was because they had to redo the whole um, Kaz Anvar story um, because of I know his. I know things. why it and then happened. Holden, the whole Holden bit with Fred Johnson was refilmed. I, I you could be absolutely right, but all I will say is that it now feels back to a quality that is interesting. 
Um, and I will reiterate, Marcus Anaros has to die. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a... great. I love him as a bad guy. I, I, really I really want to punch him. He's, the actors are such a good, he's such a good slimy bastard. That's such yeah. a, the actor is so spot on for the character. And the casting for Philip, he looks like he could be Naomi's son. He really looks like he could be Naomi's son. It's like that, the, the casting, spot on. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. Anyway, um, I want to talk tonight about Halo Infinite before we go, because I played Halo Infinite and I completed it. Um, and it was it was as a game single player. This is not multiplayer because I don't like Halo multiplayer. I like this. I like that. I, I like the single player. Um, I think I liked four more than anything else. But um, yeah, I played the uh, um, the latest one, Halo Infinite, and it was it was interesting. Um, I didn't appreciate that they turned Cortana into a children's TV presenter because she's a children's TV presenter now. That's what she comes across as. Oh, look, I found a letter. Hey! Yeah, she was like that in places, and it was a bit irritating. Where the other one was like, kind of, dude, we'll shag when this is all over. She always had that tone in her voice. When this is finished, we'll go and get some sex. Yeah, and oh, I'm, wait, hang on a second, your computer, how to do that? Don't worry about it, just keep fighting. Um, <clears throat> And it was, yeah, it did. It, it did do. How can I put it? Halo Far Cry, where it was like the, it was like they had the map, and it worried me because the first position on the map I was told to investigate was a place called the Tower, and I'm like, am I gonna have to climb up towers to find locations like I do in fucking Far Cry? Not a million miles away. Not a million miles away. Um, but yeah, it was. That. And I'd just like to point out, yeah. Forward operating uh, bases are referred to as FOBs, yeah, not FOBs, because you want to be able to tell the difference between that and a fucking USB drive. And if you want a game that, that tells you how fucking FOBs work, play Metal Gear Phantom Pain because they have FOBs in that, um, which I really irritate me. We've got a FOB. It's like, no, 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 it's an FOB. It's a forward operating base, base yeah, you, you, it's initials, right? Military initials, not, you don't turn it into stupid. That drove me wild. Every time I took one, it was like, ah. Um, I did like the high value target things. We had to take out guys of high value targets, apart from the two twin hunters that were like up on some shelf somewhere, which pissed me right off. So I just took them apart using distance, uh, the distance bits. But it was, it was all right. I was, I was, I had the coof at the time. I'll be honest with you. And I was playing this off and on in like thirty minute spats, so it was probably a bit easier on me. Um, but it was, it was how I felt the original Halo should play minus a strategical element in it because i was expecting you take the forward operating bases and then your guys would then march on a certain area and then you take over an area and then you'd have no bad guys in that area and that's how we thought the original halo should play because the original halo suffers from really poor level design um and it's and, and you don't believe me go back and play it yeah and then after it's like kind of it hit, it pisses me off it's like the same the cartography the same that's a shit level yeah, it's like kind of, oh, it's like on the beach, like D Day and whatnot. And he goes, no, no, go play fucking Call of Duty or um, what was the bloody EA one they used to do? Um, Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor fucking D Day thing. That was a proper fucking D Day thing. It was just like, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't D Day. It was just a load of grunts on a beach. That's what it's been called, grunts on a beach. But they call it the silent cartographer and everyone fucking spooges over it. And I think it's one of the fucking worst designed levels that people take. And it, it's, and it had some bad level design on this, and it was every time you got inside. And yeah, actually saying that, it was bad level design because the first forward operating base you get, you get a little mongoose thing to drive around, 
The way it's set out, you can drive it around the base and nowhere else. That's how well they thought through the level design on it. And that's the reason you have a hook. Yeah, it's because there's bits that you cannot traverse on foot because the level design is so poor they had to put the hook in place. Um, the hook is great fun. I, I will say that as, as, a, as a game element, I had great fun using the hook, just twatting things. Best way of taking uh, careful, uh, taking care of the, um, the jackals because always get annoyed with the jackals and they look the sodding shields. Yeah, and I always just use grenades on the jackals because it was just the quickest way of doing it. But if you, you harpoon them, unlike you can in other games where you'd expect to rip the shield from them, yeah, so you'd harpoon them, get the shield and rip it away from them, and then beat the shit out of them. It just kind of knocks, staggers them a bit, and then you can shoot it. Yeah, so uh, sorry, Naito, what did you think? Well, I've only played it up to where I get the weapon, which is that Cortana oh, replacement yeah. thing. Um, and uh, I got to there and haven't had the inclination to actually start it back up and carry on playing it. So you haven't even got into the main game. You're still in the tutorial section. Yeah, and it hasn't gripped me. Oh. Unfortunately, if a game doesn't grip you in the first half hour to an hour, is it worth it? Mm. Is it poor design? It may look great, and it sort of does, but it hasn't... I might go back to it and give it another another go but get, get i got onto to that the map. bit and i was just get, bored get to the map bit where it plays like far cry and try that yeah and then that's because that's the, that's the game is the far cry so bit. i don't know how how much further i got I, I mean i got to the weapon and then i needed to i now need to go and get out or i think we i've started to go out and i don't i, don't, I just don't know uh it was it was literally pick a weapon up Shoot some shit, pick another weapon up, shoot some shit, get some ammo, shoot some shit. <sighs> I know that's most FPSs, but it didn't seem to have much substance to it at all. Yeah. Um I I I've reached a conclusion. The reason I didn't like Xbox is because I didn't like fucking Halo. I, I've never liked it, Halo. Yeah. I've never liked yeah, it. Even no, I played you... number one and it was awful when it first came out. Abish. The thing, that, thing that gets me is you don't. This is the, the thing. It's like if you I was thinking, I'm comparing it to Far Cry, yeah. So in Far Cry, you get a knife, you can run up to people, you can stab them, throw fucking daggers at them, pull the you know pins on the grenades, kick them away, that sort of thing. Release mm. wild animals and stuff and get them killed, yeah. You don't. I throughout the game never felt dangerous. That's the thing. That's the Halo's biggest problem. I never felt dangerous. I never felt like I could... I, it's like if you play Gears of War, yeah, you know that if you get someone with a fucking ch the, the lancer and you cut them in half, you feel fucking dangerous, yeah? That bastard, as soon as you rev that chainsaw up and you're nearby, it's game over for them. They are screwed, yeah? And you feel properly dangerous, yeah? And then it's like kind of... There's a sniper rifle on that and you shoot them in the head and because of the way the head explodes and it goes up like cantaloupe, you feel dangerous, yeah? In Halo, you do. you never feel dangerous, because the, the weapons—they don't are feel like guns. Yes, they do. It's like you have to discharge an entire clip at a brute to get him to go down. And if you, I've got a bit. I think I've got a video of where um, the pistol. Why the fuck is the pistol a better weapon than the fucking rifle? Yeah, there was a. Um, I, I basically dumped the pistol thing that I started with, or the gun that I started with, and went with. There were the brutes. They've. It's like got a six-shot 
almost like a shotgun oh, pistol that's thing. Oh, crap. The mangler sort of thing, yeah. And, and, and that, it's like a revolver. It looks like a revolver thing. With like 12 um, chambers. Yeah, and that was better than the auto rifle and also, because you kill them in two. Two shots. Whereas my rifle, entire clip, and they sort of go down to their knee and then get back up again. You go, huh? Am I shooting Nerf gun? You know, it's not doing anything. And you get, so you ditch the marine weapons, whatever, and you go for the alien weapons, which seem to be slightly better. I don't know if they are. The, the needle. Uh, right. I tried the needler, the needler, the needler rubbish. Uh, I didn't like needler. Shit. The needle is shit. The carbine thing they've got isn't a carbine. Yeah, there's a carbine thing. It's done a percentage yeah, thing. That doesn't. That's not that's, very good. Dude. No, no. The, the the one that you've got, the one you're talking about, the pistol is quite good if you go headshots. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, that's that's me. Headshots, the mate. sniper rifle, the human sniper rifle, the commando rifle, and the bulldog shotgun are the three ones that I used all the way through. And then there's a pistol which works. And I've got I've got a video of me, and I walk into a room, and I literally just I I, I take everyone down with a headshot. I literally just go bang 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 like that, and take them down a headshot. It's really cool. I've got to upload it to Instagram when I get a chance. Yeah. Um, and I fucking and I nail I nail the bad guys. And I think it I think that, it for me it comes down pistol. to the weapons that I don't like, and that's why I don't like playing it that much because it doesn't feel like a shooter. Back when I first it's, played Halo, two... um, the first Halo, I got it on PC. I didn't have an Xbox back then, but I got it on PC, and I was used to playing Cap Strike, Counter Strike, yeah, along, you know, proper shooters, and where it actually felt like when you shot something, you were doing damage. That's what it felt like. Now, I had played Halo on the same PC, and I was shooting these little grunt things, and it just felt like the reticle was about half a script. Well, fuck it, it was massive. And you felt like you weren't actually hitting the things. And it was so wishy-washy. And they haven't improved the gunplay since then to mm. now. It still feels wishy-washy it feels like you're not actually hitting things yeah you kill them yet like i said the only gun that was worth its salt was that one pistol i found and that's the only reason why i carried on through the levels i just made sure i got that gun that was dropped off the brutes and ki killing the brutes and refilling the ammo and when i got something else then jesus it, ma it made it really hard because they're they're yeah, watered down water pistols it's awful and that's why so, I haven't gone very far in the game. It's like if if you play like Killzone, I mean, if you play Killzone on the, on the PS3, hmm. when you got into a fight with the the, the Hellgast, they were they they were the whole body was covered in armor. You couldn't see okay. their faces because it was covered in armor. Yeah, so you'd shoot them, and then bits of armor would fly off, and then they would make them vulnerable to a shot. So you'd like shoot the fucking hat off, and then shoot the brains out, and they'd be like, and then they go and fall over. Which kind of made you know made sense and whatnot, but this it doesn't. You don't feel dangerous. That's the, my biggest problem with it, and I think that's my problem with the biggest. That's why I like four actually, because four you did feel a little dangerous when you were fighting the um, I can't remember what the weird construct things that they were, but on this it was no. And and I, I'm not I'm not I'm not being rude or anything. I know actually I'm, I'm being rude. They need to get rid of the fucking gr uh, grunts, yeah, because it makes your game come across as stupid. Yeah, you might as well replace them with Ewoks. It would actually be more satisfying to shoot Ewoks. Yeah, giant fucking teddy bears because it's just like, 
What's the point and in they've you? Run out, they've run out in the thing going like this, and you go, what? And they're not like, even hiding, right? they're just standing in the you middle. Want, you want me to take you seriously? Ow. This is the fucking, this is kiddie shit. Go away. Uh, that's the, I think they need to get rid of the fucking, that's the thing. Get, make the guns feel dangerous, yeah? Make them feel like kind of, when you fire a, a, an assault rifle at someone, I want to see that kind of, you do get a bit of Ribena when you shoot the brutes in the head, and that's about yeah. it. And it's just, ah, oh, man. I it's it's annoying they, because... If they got rid of those little things, those little grunty things, little yeah. ones that with the... They look like gnomes with pointy hats. Yeah. Um, if they got, you got rid of them, more bigger, brutey things in a level. So you, you pack out the level with a bit more, but made the guns feel like they do more damage, you would feel more dangerous. <sighs> Because you're oh, taking out I'm, more. Oh, hang on a second. I've got a spoiler warning, Nigel. Yeah, in the game, yeah, they 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 hint at a bigger, badder, scarier enemy. Yeah. Do you get to see that enemy? Hang on. Is that the fella with the beard that chucks you off at the very start? No, no. There's another. There's another character in it called the Harbinger. And the okay. Harbinger is supposed to be, um, oh, I don't know, the Sleepless or whatever they're called. Actually, the Sleepless sound like a better fucking enemy name. Anyway, they're supposed to be in it, and they hint at this 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 big bad guy, and you're expecting, oh, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be, I'm going to get to the end of the, the game. They're going to release these things, and it's a big fight, blow something up, and then take another chunk of fucking Zeta Halo out. Uh, and no, no, it doesn't happen, And which is a fucking letdown. I'm sorry, you keep hinting at these things, and it doesn't happen. And don't the, worry, the, it'll be uh, sold to you in DLC. Oh no! Well, I don't. I don't know. I, I I just if they do it the EA way. I don't know if they'll do this the EA way because it's just no. part of the, one of the things supposed to get people onto the Games Pass. Mm. Um, but I, Gears of War's better. I like Gears of War. I'm, I actually do like Gears of War. If I ever get back on my uh, my Xbox, then I'll um I'll definitely give it a, a little bit more of a play. Just but... get to the bit where you're you're on the map. And go, 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 go around on the map, and when you take over that first operating base, and you go, "Great, we've got a vehicle," and you go out in the vehicle, and you're like, "I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I can drive around the base on my little mongoose. That's not fun. Um, and that's just dumb. That's a shit level design. And Halo's always had shit level design, and it was one of the biggest complaints. They put fucking arrows on it. And I remember playing the first one of the first games, and I got lost in the building, and I'm just like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Uh, and then you had the bit where it went, oh, we know what we're going to do. We're just going to repeat the levels, just change them up a bit uh, towards the end of the first game. And I'm just like, no, nah. no, they need to. No, uh, I, 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 I like... think the first the first game, I think I played 30 minutes of it and I, I got so frustrated with how shit the game was and those little gnomey things everywhere and how poor the gunplay was and how bad this reticule accuracy was i just uninstalled i just quit uninstalled it never went back to it again yeah never until now uh yeah it's when it i think halo is the reason i don't like the xbox it's the bit that really puts me off of it because everyone goes oh this is great this is the greatest game ever and you play it and you're like kind of this is why call of duty is fucking king followed by battlefield that's the long and the short of it it's because you guys that haven't really I haven't yeah. aged up the game. 
you need to age up the game. It doesn't And feel I find it annoying. Do you, know what, do you know what I find personally annoying? And this is the bit that gets me. Uh, and this is really, this is, this is when we wander into nerd territory. You have, you have characters from games and they've got like verses. Yeah. So you've got the Warhammer Space Marines versus the, 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 the Spartans from fucking Halo. Yeah. And people are talking, it's like kind of, oh, the, 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 the space marines couldn't get taken on because uh, we get beaten by the guys from Halo. No, they couldn't. They fire like fucking little tiny tank shells at people. Uh, they were born for war. They've got fucking redundant organs, organ redundancy. So if you did manage to penetrate the armor and get a bullet through, they've got a spare one of whatever you've shot. Yeah. So they can carry on and they could probably rip you apart hand by, you know, by hand and take you apart with a fucking chainsaw. And it's just because I, I get really annoyed at that because it's like kind of, dude, no. No, the Halo Space Marines are shit. And the other thing too is I've got a video of where I called in a Scorpion tank in one of the forward operating bases, and the characters, yeah, the fucking characters, have all moved onto the spot where the tank's going to get dropped, and they all got crushed by the tank. And I was going to put the video up. I'm, I'm sure we're not losing the war against Covenant because of our, our, our very bright um, soldiers that we've employed. Um because it's, I don't know, I think that's, it's the reason I'm, 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 I was never great on, on the Xbox is because of, of that. And I think it's when I played it on the PC, because I played the Halo original on the PC, completely in about six, six and a half hours. And there was absolutely no fucking challenge. Uh, how, um, um, how long did this game take you to finish? Uh, about 12 hours, but I was playing it off and on because I wasn't feeling well. I had I was stuck with it, and that's the other thing too. Like Metal Gear Solid Three, which I associate with, I associate with having really bad bronchitis, so I do not like Metal Gear Solid Three because that reminds me of a very painful time in my life. This is associated with the coof, so I had slightly fluy symptoms, and I was wrapped up in bed with a flu, with a flu of sorts. So I associate that with so that's Halo Infinite is Halo coof to me. Halo so coof. yes. I don't like Halo. I'm sorry. I think it's shit. No, I don't think it's shit. I know it's shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could prove it with pie charts if you really want. <laughs> um, anyway, Keith, I know that. Well, so you, you haven't played. Where's the last Halo game you? What's the last Halo game you played? Four. Four. Mm. Did you like four? No. You didn't like four. I don't. I did. I like four. Four was okay. Um, the story was different. You had that different alien race from what I remember. It's a good few years ago now. Um, About 10, 11 years ago? Yeah, I had it on the 360. Um, obviously, I don't have any next-gen console, and it's through no amount of trying. Um, yeah. There's a joke about PS5, say- but Keith wouldn't get it. I... <laughs> I did see, I have to say, I know that Nige doesn't like this. I am seriously impressed by that um, Matrix graphics on the PS5. I mean, I saw that at a game on shop the, PS5? the other day. Sorry, the Unreal thing. It, it was on Xbox. It's on PS5. No, it, might be on, it might be on everything because it was an it Unreal. I, I, I tried it on I, the, uh, the Xbox Series X. I saw no. it running on... I saw it running on a PS5. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't say the graphics were bad. I, I thought the graphics was quite good, and it was fluid. It's... And I went to the tallest tallest tower right to the top and had a little sweep around to see if there was any lag and stuff like that. And it worked beautifully. However, when I got it into makes the me car want a PS5. I tried to drive <laughs> it. It was trash. 
I, nah, look, I'm not. I'm not talking about I the game. Like. I'm not talking about the gameplay, but graphically, it's beautiful. Yeah, graphically, I mean, graphically really is good. that is the first time I would say I've seen proper next gen graphics. I actually um, say the graphic. I played it, and I didn't think the graphics were that fucking good in comparison. But you to played it on like, an Xbox. Okay. I saw it on a PS5 sitting on a table on a 4K TV, and it looked fucking. I thought it was, I had to double take and realize it was graphics and not not real. Well, no, 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 because it is. It's a mixture of Keanu Reeves and graphics. You can tell. No, this was actually it's in the Jackie's... game playing, but he was driving a car. Um, oh, and I I'm thought, Jesus, can you imagine what GTA 6 is going to be if if that if they can get that look in GTA 6, that's going to be that's going to be something to behold. Mm. And yeah. we know they're working on GTA 6. It might be a couple of years away, but we know it's happening. Yeah. All right. I think we've we've got to the to the one thirty mark, and we've done some gaming, and we've done our film bits. And we've reached the conclusion the following. Spider-Man, it's really good. Expanse, we're hoping it sticks the ending. Halo, no, no. <laughs> Halo, no, no. Um, and Matrix, for fuck's sake, don't watch it. Do not watch it. Do not. So, it's goodbye from me. Bye-bye. It's goodbye from me. We'll catch you in the next podcast. Don't watch The Matrix.